Welcome to Becoming Iconic, the masterclass for you by me, Jen Spiegel. I am your host and also the founder of Becoming Iconic, which is a global brand supporting entrepreneurs in their life, business, and most importantly, leadership. I am so glad you're here. Enjoy. Okay. Well, I hope you're going to take a seat for this one. Maybe you're walking and I I assume it's going to be a really brisk walk when you start to hear this conversation because I have a dear friend who I met in a mastermind that I took, I would say, I'm not sure, Kelly, when was that? 2020? It was. It was about a year and a half ago. year and a half ago. Kelly Brock is here, friends, for this masterclass today. And we met in this beautiful mastermind that our mutual mentor was hosting. And I remember my very first impression of you like it was yesterday. Kelly was so engaging and nodding. First of all, you'll see her. She's absolutely breathtakingly beautiful. And there was just this spirit about her. And in certain ways, I was like, who's this? Like, I need to know her. In other ways, really up-leveled me because of how engaging she was. She's just an, an incredible person. And so Kelly and I became friends on the internet, and we have been champions of each other ever since. And so Kelly is a business coach, but I don't even like defining her as that. I'm sure she can tell us more about who she is, but she does a lot of really cool things within her brand. And so this experience, this masterclass today is about talking about a bridge. I have had conversations with many of you who are either in a business of sorts and you're feeling on one side of the river and you're looking across and you're thinking, oh, I want to get across. I see the vision. I see where I want to go, but I am so petrified of taking that step over the bridge. I don't know what that means. And what am I leaving behind? And should I be comfortable in my success that I have? And This is also a story that I resonate with and I can feel so deeply. So Kelly is on today to talk about a really courageous, bold, and beautiful transition she made in her life. And this is going to be a masterclass that I know impacts a lot of people. So Kelly, I am so glad you're here. I'm so happy to be here. And, you know, the connection was equal. I felt the same. I was like, who is this woman? And what is her presence? How can how can someone's presence be so genuine and full on a Zoom camera? But somehow it was. So we were equally as attracted to each other. And, you know, I'm I'm honored to be here to tell my story. You know, I always say it's important that we tell our story because someone can see themselves in their own story. And, you know, gosh, if we were to type title anything, it's like the tipping point of courage. The life that we want is it it's at the tipping point of courage. And that is certainly a part of my journey of finding what I really wanted um, in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Tipping point of courage. There's our masterclass name. <laughs> I'm looking for a pencil here to write it down. <laughs> it's so good because that is really what it is. It's this moment and we share a very similar story. I want this to be all about your story though, but I, I just, I know I'm going to be nodding and amening the whole time because there is something that can get us really stuck in success where we start to achieve and filter our success through the lens of what people expect of us, meaning revenue and income. And we also come from an industry at the network marketing industry where there's like this glamorization of leaders and successful people. And so I'd love for you to share your version of what that was. You come from network marketing, you were a top leader. Maybe you can share that journey in itself. Yeah. So my story is I was 22 years old when I was introduced to network marketing and it was not something I ever imagined being a part of, but when I found the opportunity, it was like soul recognition, like, oh my gosh, I could do this. I saw all the things that I wanted out of, you know, my life at that point. I thought, oh my gosh, there's uncapped potential and income. There's impact. Everything I've ever done, I care about mattering to other people. You know, I thought about the fun and the personal growth and and all of those things. So I I leaned in and I went all the way and I uh, started earning my first free cars and getting into leadership within six months of being in the business. And I built a really successful business over the next 10 years. 
Um, I was on a billboard in Times Square twice representing my company. I earned top trip. I had free cars. I had all of the things. I was recognized. I was truly a a leader and a darling of the company um, that I was a part of. And I honestly swore I would always be there. When I said yes, I thought this is forever. I have found it. I thought this would be my purpose for the rest of my life, but what I have found is that our purpose is about evolving, not arriving. And at that time, I didn't know that. I I said, this is forever. And then all of a sudden, it stopped being forever. I started to notice that what was working before wasn't fitting for me anymore. I started to, actually, the truth is I started to you know, it's so funny. You have such a lack of self-awareness at some point. You're just like, I literally was going to my husband one day and I was like, babe, I think, I think I have bronchitis. I was like, I'm having a hard time breathing. And so I went to these doctors. I was like, think of like a viral infection. And they started to, you know, ask me a bunch of questions. They're like, yeah, so that sounds like anxiety and depression. And I was like, um, okay, I'm going to need a second opinion. Oh, that sounds like anxiety and depression third opinion, fourth opinion. Finally, at my fourth doctor, I was like, why are you all saying this? I love my life. I love my work. I love all these things. But I was having these physical manifestations that were showing up in my life. And so that physical symptom came to the surface and I decided to be like, okay, listen, this wasn't always who I was, this overwhelmed, stressed, anxious, yelling mom. You know, those were the symptoms in my life. So I was like, I'm going to figure out how to get this off me. If I generated this in me, I can get it out of me. And so I started to take a very holistic approach and going like, what, what went wrong? What's in here that I can't see? And so I started being, asking myself questions. Hello, self-awareness. I had not had it before. So I started, I remember sitting with a counselor one time and she was saying, um, she was like, tell me about your values. And I was like, oh man, my faith first, my family second, my health and my career. And she goes, and how does that show up in your life? And I went like this. I was like, oh my gosh. I say that these people, my relationship with spirit, my health matter most, and they get the residue. I had brought, I'm someone who responds well to words of affirmation and adoration and approval. And I want to count. I think we all have that desire to have love and belonging. I had found an arena that every 30 days, they gave me a new carrot, a new opportunity for clapping, a new opportunity to be recognized. And I had created this pattern of everything I was, was wrapped up in that. And I couldn't see it. By the way, my husband was like, uh, I had been telling you that for years. I couldn't see it. I was I was blaming him. I was like, if he would just be more supportive, we could be more successful, and then I can rest. Well, I have to work this hard. Or I have this new person I need to help. Or I have this next goal. There was always something else that was keeping me strung along. And I got in this spiral of this business. Now my story is network marketing. This can happen anywhere. This can happen in anyone's career and anyone's coaching business and anyone's anything. So I started to take a look at myself and I started to realize there had been signs all along that I was uncomfortable. I had just spent so long walking in rooms and going, who do I need to be here? I had learned to bend to fit. That was like huge for me. Bend to fit. Mm-hmm. Ooh, doesn't that hit home? Here's a really interesting thing. And I don't know if we've discussed this before. Maybe we have, but I had a physical moment in my life too. No, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Okay. So no. here's real, something really interesting. This is a takeaway. And I love that you said this can happen everywhere. So that's anybody listening in, maybe it's not network marketing for you. It's a coaching business or mm-hmm. even a career Yep. You know that you've just given your all to. But the interesting thing was I too, Kelly had this like hum, like that ring in your ear that it's kind of agitating. You can, you know, you pay attention, you can hear it, but you can go about the day and ignore it. And I've had that for probably five years where a lot of what I was doing was sort of mechanic and Uh getting that next thing to fulfill that burn in my belly for more. 
And I actually hemorrhaged right after a corporate event that I just felt so misaligned at that event. And I was really trying hard to not feel that way because I felt like something was wrong with me. How could I not be happy where I am that I actually hemorrhaged and was hospitalized. And that's what manifested in my body where my body, I think just needed me to stop and was almost clearing out space for me to take a breath and reconsider. Well, and it's so interesting because, you know, the dots never connect looking forward, only backwards. So we can look back and go, oh my gosh, look at all those moments I was misaligned. But in the moment I was thinking, how annoying my health is bothering me right now. How annoying that I'm thinking this thought that I wish things were different or how annoying that I have to do this. Oh, Kelly, just get over it. That's what we do here. Right. There were these tiny little moments that I was going, I wish it was different. I wish I could do it this way. I wish I, it would look like this, but I would so quickly default to suppressing or repressing the truth of how I felt. So when I started to, again, it took for me a physical manifestation of health. I I wish that would not happen to people. That was, that was a wave that took me a long time to get out of. And because of that, it's become the mission of my life to actually help women to sense those signs, to build aligned businesses. And oh my gosh, once they find out who they are, what they really want, what gives them life, vitality, passion, and they build from that space, that's when all of the dreams come true. We wish for a business that would just magnetize to us. We wish that we could just be our authentic selves. We hope that one day we get to live in this incredible adventure of becoming, and yet we don't choose that. And I've watched now this this way of being that I've learned through my own experience. I'm teaching it to other women and they're going, I didn't know it could be this easy. I didn't know I could love my work so much, but it's because they built it around themselves, around who they are, their unique calling. Michael Beckwith has a a quote about purpose. And he says, we all have the same purpose to reflect and reveal God in a way that has never happened before through our unique gifts, talents, experiences, and abilities. We actually all have the same purpose. We needed a gen on this earth. And so all the things you've been through, all the things you're wired to love and desire and your inflections and your empathy and all that stuff, it makes the unique 1% of you And so the world that needed a you will come to you, but only when you are yourself. And so same with me, I have watched just magic happen in my life. But, you know, for the people who are listening and just going, I wish things were different. That's number one sign. If you feel like you wish things were a little different. Okay. That's a great starting point. Where are things not fitting right now? If anything was possible, what would you do? I, again, when I started to wake up to my own life, I was like, okay, I know that something's not right. I need to figure out what it is. So I started asking myself big questions about my life. And I asked myself, okay, well, what do I even want? And I remember sitting back and going like, oh my gosh, what do I even want? I couldn't even remember the last time I'd asked myself what I wanted. It had been so ingrained in me that everything I want has to be in the box of someone else's expectations from my company to my family, to my upbringing, to my husband. And I was just like, I don't even know what I want. I was so out of a relationship with myself that even the question that I could have anything I wanted, what would I want? I was like, I literally don't even know. I don't know. I was so out of touch. So from there, I started asking myself, um, it's, it's really funny. I started journaling every single day. At the end of the day, I would say, where do I lean in? Where did I lean in? Where did I light up? Because I thought, I don't even know what is calling me forward. I don't even know what I want if I could create anything. And I had to start paying attention to things that made me light up, that made me excited, that made me, you know, feel alive. 
And looking backwards, I started to find this like silver lining of like, wow, this is incredible. So I started to find these bigger questions that gave me bigger answers. They they were truth answers. And I started to say, if I could do anything, what would I do? And it started to, ah, here's what happens when you start to answer those questions. You will start to see where you don't fit anymore. And that was hard. I started to recognize, oh my gosh, with my life, for me, it meant leaving my company. And for about six months, it's so funny, actually in this shelf behind me, I have all my prayer journals, all my, you know, uh, I document my life and I wrestled with God, please change my heart. No, I can't leave. I said I would be here forever. What will people think? Will they leave me? If I change my mind, I was in a, I was loved by thousands of women who knew me as this one version. And my biggest fear was if I leave, will they want me? If I change, if they, if I'm really who I am, will they even want me? And it only got more sure that I needed to go. You know, I think you can be just as powerfully called to something as you get powerfully called away. And I was called away and I mourned it and I wrestled with God and he never changed my heart. He always, he only gave me more confirmation. And I remember the day I announced that I was leaving uh, my network marketing business. And again, it was a big deal. That was my life. I actually drove home from my wedding in my company car. Like I was like, I'll be here forever. Right. And I remember announcing, and within days, I lost thousands of followers. I even had someone message me in the DMs being like, hey, it was great following you, but now that you're not with your company anymore, I think I'm just going to like not follow you anymore. And I was like, oh my gosh, you don't have to give me an exit interview. Like, <laughs> My biggest fear was that they would leave me, and then they did. And my heart broke. <laughs> it broke. But then I lifted my eyes and I got myself up off the floor because I cried and I was sad and I was brokenhearted. And I looked around at the few people who were around me and I thought, okay, these are my friends. And I still had a piece that surpassed all understanding. And I decided, okay, don't turn around. I have a mantra that says we move exclusively forward. And I decided, okay, if you've made this decision, you are now going to put all your energy into this new dream that you're being called to. And you don't turn around. You don't turn around to make sure they're okay with you. You don't turn around to see what people are saying. I had friends who would be like, oh my gosh, so-and-so was talking. I was like, don't tell me. I don't want to know because that is my old life. And this is my new life. And I knew that if I was going to trust that I was feeling something, I wanted to trust it all the way. And Jen, I'd love to share actually a quote that like changed my life. And it helped me so much. It's by Brianna Wiest. Your new life is going to cost you your old one. It's going to cost you your comfort zone and your sense of direction. It's going to cost you relationships and friends. It's going to cost you being liked and understood, but it doesn't matter because the people who are meant for you are going to meet you on the other side. And you're going to build a new comfort zone around the things that actually move you forward. And instead of being liked, you're going to be loved. Instead of being understood, you're going to be seen. All you're going to lose is what was built for a person you no longer are. Let it go. And here we are. Two years later, I decided to follow my heart and we are on track to have our first million dollar year. I have helped hundreds of women step into their authentic power to figure out what their greatness is, to bring that contribution into the world in the way that they want to express it, to see the magic that unfolds when you show up as yourself when you follow the call on your life. 
and to watch all the financial friendship, all the support that you need come to it. But above everything else, they rest their heads on the pillow at night saying, I'm doing it. What we're left with is ourselves. Those moments when we're by ourselves, when no one's liking, no one's talking, no one's whatever, and you're by yourself. And I had too many moments where I would just be like, I'm not even proud of myself. And I am so proud that the greatest success the women that I lead are finding in their lives is on their own terms. It's it's incredible. But it happened after I had the courage to answer the questions for myself. Jen, I admire you, but you can't tell me how to live my life. You get to ask me the big questions that my truth comes out. That's when you know you have a great coach. I just need to hold space for for that. And um, I got emotional a couple of times. I know you held space for me a couple of times too, because you saw that come through. So I want to go back just a second, because what you said, many things you said were so poignant and so important. And I don't want them to be lost in the story because I think a lot of people are in your story right now feeling like, oh my goodness, this is me. Or I went through this too. Remind everybody listening again, what are the questions you would prompt them to ask if they have a rumble Mm -hmm. right now for more? What would be the two to three questions they can ask? That's so, so great. So the first step is, I think we really do have to start to define what we want. How can we know how to get there if we don't define it? So I started asking myself, if I was whole and complete, lacking in nothing, showing up as the best version of myself, what would that look like? And again, it was like vague at first. It was like, I don't know. She's a leader. And I don't know. I see her speaking on stages and I don't see the people in the audience, but I know that they're women and she's happy. Oh my gosh. She's present with her kids. I started to define what I felt what I saw and what I knew about this best version of myself, the freedom she lived in, the joy that she had, the presence, even without the answers, we have to define if you were this best version of yourself, what would that look like? Because we can't go to meet it. We can't even make a plan of action if we don't know where we're headed. And so again, the first time I did this, I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what I want. And let me me go there for a second and expand on that. When I started unidentifying with this network marketing business that I was in, I was only around people who looked, talked, and acted like her. So that's why I also felt wildly lost because I saw no one else around me who was in their inspiration, in their greatness. And so one of the very first things I did was I invested and I went to actually a retreat with all these women and some were network marketing, some were authors, some were speakers, some were, some were artists, some were, it didn't matter. I started to put myself in rooms where I could get a new view because I think we often lack vision because we first lack sight. I had no idea what to dream because I hadn't seen anything else but this trajectory for 10 years. So all of a sudden I'm going into these new, new rooms and I'm going, oh, wow, Jen walks like that. I like that. I think I'd like to do that. I would always say I'd try it on for size and I'd see what fits because I don't know what it feels like. Oh, do I like the way it feels? Oop, that one, that characteristic, that way of being didn't work. But I had to have sight for something else to even know if it was a part of my new vision. I mean, how shifting has that been for you, Jen, to see what possibilities are available until you, you don't know until you're in a new space that breaks your sense of reality. Absolutely. I mean, you get so caught up in the culture of the things you do. Mm-hmm. All you can see is that next, you called it carrot. And that was the next thing. And I was so fixated, you know, similar story. I just, I kind of reached this moment of stagnant growth in my business. And I was the 1% and on the stages and all the things, but my business wasn't growing beyond that. And it was because I desperately wanted to say I was a seven figure income earner in network marketing. Like that, I, that was a goal I was fixated on. And I had gone to a 
of Rachel Hollis Rise Conference in Dallas. And I was with someone else who I was very close to in the same company. And I said to her, the lights were off and we were in our beds. And I said, I'm really scared to ask God whether this is right for me or not, because I'm so afraid he's going to tell me that I should be doing something else or there's another direction for me. And I've been so comfortable in this lifestyle. But it was Rachel Hollis standing on the stage declaring her 10 dreams for the next 10 years where I judged her as like, what? Uh You're dreaming of what? And a million Uh dollars that I was fixated on for so long, she was talking about tens of millions of dollars. And my whole vision changed in the flash of a moment where I judged and then I was highly inspired because she opened the curtains to more. Oh, absolutely. And I think when we get in those spaces, all of a sudden we get uncomfortable. Who does she think she is? Who does she think she is to be so free or be so bold or be so great? That trigger, then I had to look inside and go, what is it about her that's triggering me? Oh, I wish I was that free. I wish I owned my greatness that much. I what I'm really wishing is I don't know how to get there, but I see that bigness inside of me too. But I would have never known to even invite that into my vision if I hadn't been in rooms around people who were living in their calling in their own way. I think it's so important to get around people who are not like you. Because there's also this thing called confirmation bias and groupthink. And so if you spend time in the same culture, in the same denomination of religion or spirituality or um, the same race, the same anything, all you're around is the energy of the sameness. So all you're doing is building a reality that only exists for you all. And you can't challenge. I think there's so many times we have these limiting We almost have these e-breaks on in our life that we're like, why can't I move forward? Why can't I do this thing? I guarantee it's something you can't see. You need to go to a new room. You need to be in a new space so that you can shift the way you see the world. And so going back to your question, the first place I would start is asking yourself what that best version would look like. And if you feel uninspired, if you're repeating the same dreams that you've had two years ago, three years ago, however long, you need to get in new rooms expand your vision. So I would absolutely start there. And Jen, when I started to ask myself, okay, what do I even want? What am I even good at? That's when I had to at night start reflecting every day because I was now looking, my heart was already broken knowing I was changing. And so I was like, okay, God, well then what is it? What am I good at? What are you calling me towards? And so that's when I started reflecting every single night, where did I lean in? Where did I light up today? And so I would see moments where it's like, oh my gosh, I saw, I was on a Zoom call with this leader and all the people in our group. I could do that. Oh, I saw this person speaking on camera. I could do that. I leaned in. That that excites me. Oh, Rachel Hollis writing this book. I think I could write a book one day. That'd be That'd be exciting. So I started collecting these things that were like, I feel myself wanting to head towards those, inviting those into my life, or they gave me joy. It it was little things like, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, your business can be anytime. And I blurred all the freaking lines. It was one of the reasons I was out of alignment. So I'd be like, you know, it's great being an entrepreneur. You can work anytime you want. And it was like, I'm at 11 PM in bed texting people on my team and my customers and whatever. And my husband was like, hi, we're watching a show. I bled all the lines. So when I started to lean in and light up, I would be like, oh my gosh, this woman told me she's not calling me back until 8 a.m. tomorrow morning because she's out of office at five. I was like, I'm going to have boundaries. That I was leaning in. I even found how would I love to live my life? So I started to find what does my life design look like? What's uniquely calling me? And I I do feel like we need to pause into the network marketing culture for a second, because I know a lot of network marketers listen to this podcast. 
And I want to be very clear for you listening in. This is not a a judgment for the culture of network marketing, actually, and an advocate for it. I think it teaches a lot of beautiful skills for true entrepreneurship because we realize it's not actually true entrepreneurship when you're on the other side. However, it, it warms you up and it does create really beautiful freedoms for a lot of people. But what I want to say, and, and we share this, is there is a level of shaming within the culture. I remember mm. when people I was leading wanted to try other things, trying to discourage them out of those other things because they needed just to fixate on their business and grow their business and be a lifer. We used to say lifer. Mm-hmm. And it was intimidating because truth be told, there was an ulterior motive to that. I mean, it mm-hmm. was... There just is. So we don't need to get into all of that. But what I want to say to the network marketing industry is you're hearing from two big leaders who cared deeply for their business and cared deeply for the community. And because they wanted something more for themselves, does not give permission to shame, cancel culture, Mm -hmm. hurt, and, and want to take away from someone instead let's as women no matter what industry you're in why don't we start to applaud a woman who has the bravery and courage to start exploring more for herself i just want to take a moment for that because this is a cultural thing in the industry and i think if it's ever going to thrive and last forever that one component needs to be looked at yep. and changed i i agree and i you know i look back at the moments where i was out of integrity in my leadership. And, and again, they were tiny, imperceivable shifts. I was never like, hi, I need you to do this thing and be this person. It was almost like me redirecting someone with my intentions because I needed them to be someone to me. My success depended on it. Our goal, our vision, our whatever. And again, this can show up in so many different ways. It's just rampant in a culture of network marketing that that requires you to be successful is, is on, on people. And so in your own integrity, what if you had a team of people who were all getting exactly what they wanted from this? And that, you know, what, what shifted for me also, Jen, in that I started to ask myself, cause I was still in my business for about a year after I started to be like, Oh gosh, it might not be this. So it's for about a year. And I thought, I'm going to do it my way. I thought, okay, God, if you gave me these women to lead, I I believe in stewardship and they're here and you've given me the opportunity to be in their lives and I get to influence them. I get to lead them. I get to help them change their lives, which I said I was doing in this business. What would I do with them? What would I really teach them? And all of a sudden I took all the uh, container of my network business off of me. And I started to go, oh my gosh, we would meet every week and do this. I would actually start teaching them real goal setting, real vision, real uh, life change, habits, uh, money tracking, all these things. I stopped doing it through the filter of my business. I started actually being a great mentor to them. I started saying, okay, we don't need to dress like this anymore. Come in this way. I started going, if I was free, what would I do? And we, our business almost doubled that year. Because I started being a freaking human. I started saying, these women said yes. What would I do with them? How would I treat them? What would they need to learn in order to grow? And it shifted everything. And so if someone is listening to this and they're going, oh my gosh, there are these moments. You're feeling the pit in your stomach of going, I'm I'm not in integrity always. My mantra is I forgive myself for who I was before I knew. I forgive myself for who I was before I knew. I, I didn't know better. But the minute I knew better, that's called personal responsibility. And now you've heard it. And now you have awareness to it. And now you get to say, all right, what would it look like if I was free to do it my way? And I guarantee you will be wildly successful in anything you do when it is authentic and in integrity. You will surprise yourself with the results that happen. So wherever you're bending to fit and going, well, I can only do this because this is how we do it here. That's a paradigm. That's a, that's a little e-break on for you. And so it's important we become aware of that and start to see even the tiny shifts that we can make back to ourselves. 
So what, what was that? Like, I want to think of the morning you made the decision to Mm. shut this door, close this, this chapter. What was that morning? What was the, the final nudge to say, I am complete? Mm, That's so good. So I'll tell you about a moment that it really hit me. I was actually at our award ceremony and this was about five months before, maybe even six months before I left. And this was one of the biggest moments. And I was standing in the back of the line of on to go up on stage to receive my recognition and award, the thing that had called me all the time. And I'm in this gorgeous sequined dress, just, you know, taking my step, getting a little bit closer, a little bit closer. And the next day was my daughter's birthday. And I stood back there and I thought, no, no, I won't miss it. I won't miss it. And I ran in my sequin shoes and my sequin dress. And I ran back to my uh, hotel room and I got my suitcase and I got on a flight and I took a picture of me with tears in my eyes on that airplane because I thought I'm doing it. I'm choosing in my real choices what I said was my most important values. And I remember getting text messages from people being like, where are you? They're calling your name. You're not on stage. Where are you? My whole team was there. I texted all of them. I was like, I'm leaving. Um, and I remember getting home and I had a leader who reached out to me. I was just like, let's talk about what happened. And the words came out of her mouth, help me understand what you were thinking. And I sat back and I was like, I was thinking that for the first time I'm choosing my priorities. And we say, this is what we're about and I'm living it out. And I cried. I was so brokenhearted that, that the people that I wanted to make proud, these mentors or leaders in our company, that they, they were actually disappointed that I was walking it out in my version. I thought this is what it was for, you know? And that was a turning point moment for me where I thought, thank you. Thank you for showing me who you are. Thank you for showing me who I am to you. That if I'm not choosing, you know, what you want, our relationship is conditional. And again, this can happen in all walks of life. I, I, I know I'm telling the story and many people are feeling their own story of them going, oh my gosh, this is in my world. So that's when I started lifting my eyes and going, all right, God, what else do you have for me? And the morning that we left, that I left, I remember the night before sitting at the kitchen table um, with my husband. And at this point in time, I was 70% of our income. We're about to take a big hit. And my husband had been walking through this process with me. And, you know, and I just looked at him and I was like, I have to go. It's tomorrow. And he was like, okay, are you sure? And we were literally looking at the bills that were unpaid. And I just looked at him and I said, we're not going to want for anything. Thank you for trusting me. I know God is going to provide. Because this is too crazy to be anywhere else but from God. And I can't live being out of obedience. And the next day, I got up and I made an Instagram live video and I announced that I was leaving. And I remember turning off my phone and I had an absolute emotional hangover, like where your whole energy drops out of your body, where I felt like, oh shit. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh, I was thinking, this was awful. Can I take it back? I was feeling all of those things, but then I thought, no, I did it. It's over. And I just cried. And I thought, okay, now I'm not continuing to decide. Now I'm not continuing to wonder how it happened. It's done. I've started my new life. But there was an emotional hangover that came from that moment of speaking my truth And there was also liberation on the other side. Oh, I'm so glad you told that part because for so many people, they stay for the finances. It is a beautiful, like when you've had a Mm -hmm. successful business in anything, even a career, 
you can really stay in the comfort of what you know and the finances. And it is such a daring thing to say goodbye to that and, and start again. The interesting thing I've learned in life is we're never starting from zero. There's this Uh. whole idea that, Oh my goodness, I'm starting all over again from zero. I don't know if you're never starting from zero because it's built upon all the lessons and leadership and self-actualization that you just went through. So actually it's like third floor, fourth floor that you're building this next, you know, um, story on. And it's, it's such a beautiful thing just to sink into because I believe it gives people strength at times to realize you're never starting from ground zero again. Maybe financially you're, you're taking a hit, but it's never from zero. Absolutely. And, and it, it was a big risk because, you know, the backstory that you don't know is we were massively poor managers of our money. So like, oh, let me show you our checks. This is how much I made this month. And I was like, well, if you ask me what's in the account, I'm not sure because I don't even want to look. I would go into banks and be like, please don't over withdraw. And it was just like, just wait till the 15th when I get my paycheck. Like, so when I left, I literally wrote it down in my journal. We had $2,000 in our checking account. It was so irresponsible. Our parents were like, are you going to be okay? And I remember being like, I don't know, but I'm willing to take a risk. I'm willing to take a bet on myself because I just know staying, I'm never going to rise in the way that I wanted to rise. And, you know, I do an exercise with some of my clients and I say, let's go to the bottom of your fear. I thought, okay, I leave. Worst case scenario. I throw this out there. I start my own coaching business. No one signs up. I make no money. I have to move in with my parents. That would suck. I would live at home. I would get a job at like a yoga studio. I'd make minimum wage. I'd be at the bottom. That's actually, I'd find out, here's my bottom. And then it's like, and then how would you get yourself out? And I was like, oh my gosh, I'd find out who my real friends are. I would build character that I've never had before. I would teach my kids resiliency. We would find out what we're capable. All of a sudden, there was actually no bottom. I would bounce back up. I would change again. And so the worst case scenario might only just be a moment in time because there was no way I was actually going to die there. But that was the fear. It feels like death. So once I went there in my mind and emotionally, I just was like, okay, that's how it's going to work. I'll be all right. So. The interesting thing is you talk about the bottom, which is never even the bottom. It's always such the silver lining moments are found there. It's like in those dark times or those times we perceive as dark, the, the shadow reveals the light. And the audacity I'm hearing through you is so incredible and it's so inspiring and so powerful, but I know there's something and I can, I've told this story a thousand times, but to hear it from you the people who are sitting on the edge of their seat right now, feeling like somebody understands them. Mm. What's on the other side, cast the vision of what Kelly Brock is up to right now and how her life has flourished as a result of big decisions. You know, above anything else on the other side is truly what you're left with inside of yourself. It's more authentic relationships. It's a business that is or a life, or a career, or your leadership that is by your own design. You know, I when I walked away, I just thought, okay, I'm like blowing up the ship. There was like nothing there. No, Not another dollar was coming in from the one stream of income I had. And I thought, okay, I'm going to take all this energy. I'm going to move exclusively forward. And because I made that choice, I put all of my time, prayer, intentions, energy into creating the thing that I wished I could be a part of. I, I had 33 people say yes to my first offer, which blew my mind. Let me just say this, that, that also happened for me because I had been a human all along those last couple of years, I'd really started to be authentically myself. So when I pivoted, many people were just like, Hey, where are we going? What's the new thing? Cause we trust you. You've been you out loud. And so I encourage people to really be authentic because where you are, I'm sorry, you don't find your destination one day. And then for the next, what, 40 years, you're never going to evolve again. How boring. You're going to be a million versions of yourself. So keep the vision in front of you, but hold, hold the reins lightly. How that comes to you 
gosh, can be so amazing. And so in the last two years, I've built a successful business that actually just, again, we're on track for our first million dollar year. I just rented a private island in the British Virgin Islands. I had 21 women there who changed their entire lives. They shifted so energetically. There was so much healing, so much magic, so much truth, so much greatness revealed. They are literally walking home, having an inner world changed and their whole outer world is shifting because of it. So I have friends like you, Jen, these empathetic, passionate, purposeful women that are my actual network now. I spend time creating retreats and communities and places that I want to be a part of. My husband and I are taking two weeks to go on a cruise in Croatia this summer with a bunch of these amazing people who are thinking about purpose, impact, contribution, uh, abundance, wealth. And I'm like, I'm just going to be on a boat with them for two weeks. Like, how crazy. None of that was available to me if I had held on to the old. We have to start releasing what's, what no longer serves us. It doesn't mean it didn't matter. Thank you. Oh my gosh, thank you for this former season of my, my life. I actually give so much credit to the preparation it gave me. Just like you said, it was my launching pad. Thank you for all the skills that I developed. It served me. But it ended up being a season and it's okay. But all of the beauty, I mean, Jen, we're at work right now. We're at work right now. How amazing that this is my life. I get to every day go, and now what do I want to create to be a part of? Every year of my business has looked like this new evolution of me. I keep creating the spaces that I want to expand into. And then I bring people along with me. And what a beautiful life. And so that was never available to me when I stayed in the boxes people put me in. And by the way, If they aren't carrying the weight of your world, they don't get to tell you how to carry it. They weren't going home to my finances or my man or my kids or my anxiety or my health or my whatever. And yet I was making all my decisions to make sure people were comfortable with me. When people turn off their phones at night, if you're someone who gets lost in the scroll, when they turn off their phones, they're not thinking about you anymore. You're the one who's alone with yourself. And so I decided to stop chasing anything else but my own personal soul evolution and experience and to be a gift to the world. And from that energy, from that freedom, I've brought more people into their joy, their freedom, their greatness. And I hope people even feel it from our conversation. This is genuine. And when you're in the space of that, you change. It's amazing. Okay. (laughs) I love you, Beck. I love you. I love you. In your presence, I feel seen. I feel understood in a time and a journey that is my own, but feels familiar through the waters you've also navigated. And you do it in such an eloquent, beautiful, powerful way. I, I can't thank you enough. This is one of those podcasts people save and listen to over and over and over again. It was a podcast done by Chris Harder and Kayla Craft in 2019. Very similar discussion to what we just had that I heard and finally felt like I'm not wrong to feel these Mm -hmm. feelings. I shouldn't be shaming myself or stuffing myself back in to fit. And what if there's more? And what if there's more? And that question... I couldn't yeah. shake it off of me. And you really gave a lot of permission for discovery, self-discovery through this conversation. So friends, mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of truths for you in what Kelly just expressed and shared. And what I ask of us, I have never really done this in a master class, but I want to give a takeaway. I want to give a takeaway to each of you to actually implement some of the beautiful lessons that Kelly just gifted you. You know, it's really great to listen to a podcast and be like, oh my gosh, that felt really good and move along with our day. But what if we were more intentional about creating those shifts and changes and asking Mm -hmm. ourselves those really beautiful questions that Kelly gifted us and gave us today? I'm going to challenge you to do some journaling around this podcast, to listen again and listen again with a pen and paper. 
and to allow yourself to reveal some things that maybe are rumbling and, and ready to be seen. Kelly Rock, where do they find you? Where do they uh, hang out with you? Because I know they want to. Thank you. They can reach out anytime at kellybrockco.com. You can find me on Instagram at kellybrock. I spend most of my time um, on my website and my email and on Instagram. You know, and I would love to add one other question. You got to get clear on that highest version of yourself. You want to get clear on where you're leaning in and lighting up. And then to answer, what do I need to release that no longer serves me? You already know. You already know. And so then it's just a deciding to release. And that recognition, you will start to watch yourself shift and elevate in ways that you had been praying for. So I encourage them to add that to the journal prompt too. Mm, This is good. (laughs) Okay. And share friends, share this podcast. Let me know how it hit home. Let me know. And this is one also to share with friends. If there is someone on your heart, when you're listening to this conversation, you thought, oh my goodness, if only they could hear this. Those Mm. intuitive hits are things to act upon. Share it, copy the link, send it in a text and say, I thought of you the whole time I was listening to this conversation. You never know whose life you can affect by being generous and doing things in generosity. So Kelly, thank you for being here. I love you dearly, friend. And I love you. Thank you so much. Same. Thanks, friend. Thank you so much for listening to Becoming Iconic, the Masterclass. You being here really matters to me. Generosity is a core belief and value of this brand. And I wanted to give you three simple ways of being that and leading that right now in your life. Number one is leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're currently listening on. This is a beautiful way of extending this podcast out to the world and new faces and heartbeats learning about it. Number two is sharing on your social media. Please make sure to tag me, Becoming Iconic, and I'll be sure to reshare you and just keep the love going. And number three is cut and paste this link into a text and send it to somebody specific who came to mind as you were listening. Maybe there was somebody who you felt would really benefit from this conversation. That's such a beautiful way of sharing with someone else and also sharing this podcast. Please know that generosity is also something I model all the time. And we have the Manifestation in Motion course for free for you over the Becoming Iconic website. It's becomingiconic.co.co. It's sitting there waiting for you. Five recorded modules, downloadables, and it is so sacred and special to me because this is the course that I taught right before my social media was hacked and taken away. And because of this course, I was able to capture so many memories and photos and all the beautiful value I put out. So it didn't feel like a total loss when that happened. It's really a beautiful way of manifesting in your life and these beautiful rituals to support you in that. I appreciate you being here. You matter to me. This matters to me. And now we are called in to go and make it a great day.